You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 36. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2021, and I'm excited. I know we started off kind of rocky, but I can't wait to follow Jesus into 2021. I'm excited. It's an adventure. When you follow Jesus, it's an adventure. There's highs and lows and mountains and valleys and rivers and ravines. Man, but I got to tell you, I wouldn't trade my journey with Jesus for anything in this world. Let's just say goodbye to 2020. Let's not talk about it anymore. I hope you spent last year doing some really great things with your life, starting some things. People asked me last year, Tony, what are you doing? How are you doing? And I said, man, I'm praying a lot and I'm hustling a lot. I ain't got time to, to bury myself in a hole in the ground and be a survivalist and, you know, stock up food and gasoline and cash and wait for the apocalypse. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. I'm ready to conquer my mountains. Are you ready to conquer yours? I want to inspire you today. 2021 is going to be an exciting year for God's people. And I don't know what's planned and what's in store, but we got to get our eyes on Jesus. Don't be distracted by all the stuff you hear and see around you. Don't get sucked into politics. Don't get sucked in all, into all the polarization and drama. Come on, let's, let's get on with what God wants us to do. Don't be disappointed. Don't stay disappointed. If you stay disappointed too long, you'll be dissed from your appointment. That means you're going to be cut off from your assignment. And God's not going to cut you off. You're going to cut yourself off by being afraid. Say, God, I'm ready to roll. You know, last year when I started this podcast and started my YouTube channel, it started off slow, had some challenges, but I made the decision that I was going to go all out, no turning back. And man, things have really gotten good and they're getting better. By the way, if this is your first time here listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe to it. Leave us a generous review. Give us some stars. Give us five stars and tell us what you think. Be honest, but make it positive. Keep it positive. And then share it with one or two people who are going to need to hear what you're about to hear today. And I also want to encourage you to go to my YouTube channel, Tony Sutherland. That's the name of it. You're going to find me on YouTube and on my YouTube channel, I talk a lot about grace. I really stay grace-focused theologically, doctrinally, spiritually. I inspire you to follow Jesus into the new covenant. Leave that old covenant behind. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I want to encourage you to go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to it, hit those bell notifications right there. When you see that little bell, hit those bell notifications so you'll know when new content is coming out and then like those videos and share them with as many people as you can. This is going to be a great episode. I can't wait episode 36. Come on, somebody. I want to encourage you to jump out there and do some new things this year. Today, we're going to be talking about how to conquer your mountain. All right, let's jump into it. Habakkuk 319. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, the Lord God is my strength and he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on my high places. I want to start off by telling you a really great story about my son. When he was 22 years old for his birthday, we gave him a mountain. I literally mean we gave him a mountain. Uh, a few weeks before his 22nd birthday, he came to me and he said, Dad, 
me and my friends were flying to Colorado and we are going to go camping and we're going to go hiking up the Beardstadt Mountain, Sawtooth Ridge and Mount Evans. And, and if you know anything about this, they're all 14,000 foot peaks. And he said, Dad, we're going to go out there and I'm going to climb these mountains. I'm going to go to the top of Pikes Peak and I'm going to uh, camp with my friends. And it wasn't like, hey, Dad, can I go? No, I, my son just said, Dad, I'm going. We're going. I'm excited. And I thought, man, what, you know, the one thing about my son is he inspires me. This kid is a fearless, you know, conquer the mountain type kid. He's determined when he says he's going to do something, he does it. And uh, he, he really challenges me sometimes. He's this six foot four. He just recently graduated from Georgia Tech University, second in the nation for engineering. He graduated with a biomedical engineering degree a few years ago. He said, Dad, I'm transferring to Georgia Tech. He didn't say, hey, Dad, can we afford this? <laughs> he just said, I'm transferring. And in my mind, I'm thinking, um, <clears throat> I need some do-do-do donations for that. You know, um, it's an expensive college. But you know what? I love his spirit. And he taught me that when you commit to do something, step out and do it and make that commitment and trust God to take care of the details. My son said, Dad, I'm going to Georgia Tech, and he knew that I would be taking care of it. He trusted me. He knew that if he made a commitment to do something, it was up to me to handle the details, the money, the finances, and and getting there. And he did it. And I'm so blessed by my son's attitude. I'm challenged by it. I learned by it. I'm inspired by it. And what a kid he is. But he told me for his 22nd birthday, he said, dad, I'm going and we're going to climb these mountains and I'm going to go camping. Now you got to know me. I'm not a big camper. My son is a little bit of a redneck. He likes to fish. He just got a brand new pair of waders. If you don't know what that is, it's like uh, this neoprene uh, overhauls that you can stand out in the river and fish, get up deep into your waist. And he loves to fish. He loves to camp. He's got a Chevy Silverado that's an old black pickup truck. He's just a man's man, and he loves to camp. My idea of camping is uh, hanging out at Starbucks with some good Wi-Fi, my laptop, and an espresso. Um, that's my idea. I like to camp out at Starbucks. So my son tells me, hey, Dad, we're going to go to Colorado. So the day came, got him on the plane. He flew to Colorado with his buddies, and I didn't hear from him for four days. That's just how he is. He takes off, and he goes and does his thing. And, uh, you know, I've learned something about boys, young boys. At some point, they want to prove that they can just do it. And I want to talk to you dads for a minute. Don't hold your sons back. At a certain point, they're wanna they're gonna want to get out and prove themselves. And they're gonna resist your wisdom, they're gonna resist your advice, they're gonna resist your, you know, your, you know, talking to them and telling them what they need to do and be careful. At some point, you're gonna be like finding Nemo. That dad had to let that fish go. And at some point, you're gonna have to do that. And this was one of those seasons where I was learning how to just trust God and send my boy into the world. And uh, they want to prove that they can do it. They're not trying to be mean to you. They want to prove to you that they can do it without your help. So the camping trip went as planned. Four days later, he comes back. He's exhausted. He's sick. He's worn out. He hadn't slept at all. 
And I've learned something about teenage brains. Teenagers like to do things that are just ridiculous, okay? And there's something about the teenage brain they teach us that it hasn't completely sutured until they're about 25 years old, those frontal lobes. And that explains why they make fast, impulsive decisions. They do crazy things that us adults are way too reserved, long reserved to do. We've grown up and we've gotten to a certain place where we're way more reserved, we're way more hesitant. And it's probably because we're a little more hard headed, right? Okay. So (laughs) I'm not accusing you of anything, but I think some of us adults are just a little hard headed. And I think you know what I mean. Now, when he came back from this trip, he said, Dad, I got to tell you this story. I got to tell you what happened while we were out there. And I said, "Okay, tell me. So he said, well, Dad, on the second or third day, we got out there and we decided that we were going to go to the top of uh, Beardstadt Mountain, one of the one of the peaks at uh, Pikes Peak in, in Estes Park, Colorado. And uh, I'm telling the story the best that I can remember. And um So you just bear with me. So he said, dad, we got out there, we camped. And then the next day we started our hike. And as we were getting up about halfway up the mountain, it started to get really cold and it started to snow and we were exhausted. We had been about four, four hours climbing this peak. We were on some real steep ravines and it just started getting cold. And the guys wanted to go back to the, to the campground. And I just thought to myself, I thought I did not come all the way out here to Estes Park to just walk up the mountain a little bit and then go sleep in a tent and eat hot dogs and whatever it is. I I came out here to take this mountain. I came out here to go to the top and that's what I'm doing. So, you know, out of better judgment, I would have never advised this. And I've even talked to some uh, fish and wildlife uh, officials. One good friend of mine is uh, with the Fish and Wildlife Service here in the southeast in Atlanta who has about 750 employees working underneath him, and he's responsible for a lot of the fish and wildlife and natural uh, habitats out here in this area in the southeast. And he said, when I told him what my son, the story that he had told me, he said, I would have advised against it in a moment. In fact, his son uh, this friend of mine, his son went with my son out to Estes Park and they were one of the guys that said, Hey, Asher, it's getting, getting dangerous out here. It's getting cold. It's, there's a lot of snow and we're, we're heading back. And Asher said, go on, have fun. I'm going to the top. And when I told you before that my son, when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He had that spirit of Joshua in Joshua and Caleb in Joshua 14 and 12, Caleb said, now, therefore, give me this mountain. You know, I love that spirit because it wasn't like, well, I got a mountain in front of me. I got to figure it out. I, uh, Lord, help me get through it. Help me get over it. God, I, I, I just I don't want to do this, but it's there. I love Caleb's spirit. He said, give me the highest mountain. And he was in his 80s when he said that. And that's inspiring to me. That lets me know that even here in my 50s, I still have a good amount of time left to make a difference. And I want to have that attitude, to develop that attitude that my son demonstrated, that Caleb demonstrated. 
I want God to give me the mountain. I want him to trust me with the mountain. I want to have a mountain conquering attitude, a spirit that's not afraid to face my mountain and take the mountain. You know, so many of us just face the challenge, but we don't take the challenge. And I'm encouraging you today to get that spirit that my son had. His name is Asher, which means happiness. It's one of the 12 tribes of Israel. But there's something about his his personality and the way that God made him. And I just want a little bit of that in my life. I don't know about you, but you don't have to be young to have a mountain conquering spirit. You just have to be young of heart. You have to be strong of faith. You have to have a mind that says, I'm not going to shrink back in at the sight of this mountain, whatever your mountain is. Because if you think back, you will shrink back. We got to get our minds right before we take it. And I want to share with you some things about my son's climb. Now, uh, as he was climbing this mountain, he, he was by himself now. The guys had gone back to the cabin. And he said at some point, Dad, he said, I found myself standing straight up. I had It wasn't leaning. It was straight up. And I was inching my way with my hands dug into these rocks. I knew I was going up, but I was inching my way to the side and making a diagonal ascent. And at one point, I froze and panicked. And I said, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. It was getting cold. He said, Dad, my hands were freezing. Um, I didn't know where I was. I could see some people in the distance, but I was completely by myself. And I got to tell you, man, when he's telling me the story, I don't know what you're feeling right now. But as a dad, I was I had this pit in my stomach. I was thinking, why are you telling me this? OK. And so he said, as he was inching up a little bit, He said he heard this voice saying, you can do it. Don't give up. Keep going. And my son said, I felt like that was the Lord just telling me to keep going. Don't quit. You can make it. And I I thought to myself, well, you know, I I let my son go anywhere if the Lord will speak to him like that. I mean, God can use whatever he wants to speak to my son. And I felt like the Lord was just telling him, keep going. And he felt encouraged. He kind of came alive a little bit. He said, so he kept going. He kept going. And the farther up he went, the mountain, he could feel like it started to kind of slope inward. And he had a little bit more ease of step. And he says, at one point, he got this supernatural energy and he just was climbing really fast. And then he got off to the pathway and he made it to the top of the mountain. He took a picture. He sent it to me. It's got a little coin in the ground that shows the highest place on the top of Beardstadt. And uh, he took a picture of it with a big smile. Um, the park rangers told him he, he probably could have died out there. Um, I didn't like hearing that. That, again, put that pit in my stomach. But you know what? He made it. And he proved to himself that he could do it. And then the park rangers took him back down the mountain. He had to stay in this little guest lodge for a few hours, get some hot chocolate, warm up. And then they took him back to his campground. The story goes on a little bit longer than that. And it was treacherous. It was a treacherous mountain hike. This is one of those hikes that if you go on it by yourself at the time of year that he went, they found skeletons in the woods, guys that just never made it. And uh, but he made it. He came home and I still I still feel that sense of of anxiety when he when he when I think about the story he told me. But I think about that so often and how it applies to us, that that spirit that he had, that determination that he did not go all the way out there 
to just go camping. He had a purpose. He had a determination and he was going to face his challenge, take it and go all the way. And I am encouraging you in 2021 to go all the way. So I'm going to share five things about this story that inspire me. And I pray they will inspire you to conquer your mountains in 2021. Some of you have had some mountains for a few years and you're coming on 2021 and you're like, man, I just don't want to have this mountain in my life anymore. I want to conquer it. I'm going to talk to you about some ways to do that in the next few minutes. So hold on to your seat and we're going to learn about how to conquer our mountain. Hey guys, we're about halfway through. I just want to take a brief moment to remind you to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review and share it with one or two other people in your life that need to hear what you're hearing today. want to encourage you to live the 360 life. Grab all you can out of life. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. We're talking about conquering our mountains today. So let's jump into the five different factors of conquering your mountain. We're talking about how to conquer your mountain. All right, number one, one of the things that inspired me about my son's treacherous hike up these 14,000 foot peaks was not to waste the moment. So I want to encourage you right now, don't waste your moments. Don't waste them because if you waste the moments that God gives you sooner or later, you're going to end up wasting your life. I love what my son said. He said, I'm not coming all the way to the Rockies and not hiking to the top. You can go back and camp. I'm going all the way. I love that attitude. I I want I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to quit thinking small just because people before you thought small, you got to dismiss that. You got to be different. You got to change the narrative, change the trajectory of your family line. Maybe your family didn't do anything. I, I had a friend one time who came from a certain culture of people and he told me, uh, Tony, what's characteristic about my culture is they don't expect any of us to succeed. They expect us all to stay home, run the family business. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's, there's, there's good things to, that, that have to do with, you know, sticking around with the family and kind of taking on their businesses. I'm not, I'm not denouncing that, but God had something more for this young man. And so he actually left his hometown. He moved to the big city and he went for it. And I'm here to tell you that you can change the trajectory of your family by making one simple decision to go all the way, no matter what you've been given, why not make the most of it? Don't waste anything. Take it all in. Ask God to speak to you the entire time in your journey and seize every moment that you can. You know, the valleys mature you, but the mountains inspire you. And I want to leave you with this determination. I want you to say this with me. I am going to finish fulfilling God's purpose for my life. Nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to say that again, and I want you to repeat it after me. Say, I am going to finish fulfilling God's purpose for my life. Nothing is going to stop me. I hope you said that, and I hope you meant it. Don't waste the moments that you have been given. Whenever I go do a two or three day leadership event, I'll look at those leaders. Or if I go do a youth event or a student event, 
I will tell them this. I'll say, you're going to be here for two or three days. Why not make the most of every moment? You're up here. Your mom and dad made you come to youth camp. You might as well say, well, I'm here. And I'm going to go ahead and receive everything I can. I deal sometimes with students and some of them are resistant. They're like, I don't even want to be here. But I encourage them. I inspire them. I say, I know you don't want to be here. I don't know you want, you don't really want to be at this youth camp. You're too cool for school, man. You want to go back home and hang out with all the losers. But while you're here, while you're up in the top of this mountain, while you're at this campground, or while you're at this leadership event, or while you're at this required attendance for your local church or your business, why don't you just make the most out of it? Take it in, soak it in, make some decisions in your life, change your mentality, ask God to help you grow and go to the next level. And if you can't go to the next level in your mind with where you are, if you can't soak it all in and accept it while you're listening to this podcast, you might as well not waste your time just listening to this and getting to your work or getting to your college classes or wherever you're going after you're done listening to this. Take this moment in and soak it in and make some determinations in your life. Don't waste the moments. Hey guys, we're just about out of time. So I want to, I want to conclude here. We're going to share the other four points next week, um, on live 360, but I want to encourage you right here. Let 2021 be the year that you conquer your mountain, or at least get started on the journey with some motivation and some momentum to where there's no turning back. You can do it. I don't care what those mountains are. Maybe you want to get out of debt in 2021, or at least get on a good path to getting started. Maybe you want to break some addictions in your life and some vices and some real strongholds in your life. Maybe there's mountains in your marriage. Maybe there's mountains in your ministry and you're pastoring a local church and you're struggling, or maybe uh, you, you want to change jobs, or maybe you're thinking about entering college or a higher level of learning, or maybe you're just trying to get through some relationship crisis in your life. Whatever it is, God can help you conquer your mountain in 2021. It's it's time to look at our mountain and it's time to talk to your mountain, not talk about your mountain, but talk to it. The Bible says, if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, if you believe it is already done, it shall be done. And I'm telling you today that there is nothing too big for God in your life. Nothing is impossible. This mountain that you're facing right now, it's small beans to the Lord. I know it's big to you and I am not making small of it or making light of it. Some of us are facing some tremendous obstacles and some monstrous mountains in 2021. But you know what? God is bigger than any mountain you have. And I love that song we sing. I've seen you move. You've moved the mountains and I believe I can see you do it again. And God wants us to conquer our mountains in 2021. And I believe that it can happen. And I believe that what I've shared to you today is just the tip of the iceberg of what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to share the rest of our points, four more points on how to conquer your mountain. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me today. I want to encourage you if this podcast has blessed you, if it's encouraging you, if it's building you up, if it's giving you a grace lift, subscribe to it. Leave us a review. Hit those five stars and share some positive reviews of what this podcast means to you. And then please, this is important, share it 
with one or two other people in your life who need to hear what you've heard today. Thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by today. I hope this has blessed you. And I can't wait to come back next week with part two of How to Conquer Your Mountain on Live 360 with Tony Sutherland. We'll see you.